Whether you're thinking of buying or selling a home, what would it be like if you could have more freedom around that process? What if you could let go of even some of the worry and experience more of the excitement? Welcome to the How to Be Free podcast. I'm Michelle LeDuc Catlin. I'm Stephen Francis, and today we're joined by Toronto area real estate agent Andrew Reed. Buying a house is probably the biggest purchase any of us will make in our lifetime, so it's no surprise that there might be some stress surrounding this financial transaction. But Andrew Reed has the ability to create an environment not only of trust, but of comfort and enthusiasm. And I should know because Andrew helped my husband and I find our current apartment. Working with his wife and business partner, Sonia Reed, Andrew has done what most real estate agents actually dream of. He has built a business based solely on referrals and repeat customers. And that is a massive testimonial. But the reason I wanted to interview Andrew on this podcast is because Andrew demonstrates a joy and freedom that most of us only aspire to. And I wanted to ask, how? <laughs> so, Andrew, <laughs> welcome. And how the heck do you do that? Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That's quite the introduction. <laughs> if I could blush, I would be right now. <laughs> well, you're quite a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, it is. Um, it's a great question. Honestly, when I got into the business, the, the thing that I wanted to do the most is because, as I mentioned to you before, uh, a home is, is our foundation. And I thought if I could give something back to the world, because I, I've, I was raised in such an amazing environment uh, that set the foundation for me, that if I could somehow give back by helping people create the best foundation for them to start their lives, then I would be doing a, a good duty for, for society. So that's, that's why I got into real estate. And that's always been my, my focus, believe it or not. Um, you know, making money personally was not the, the number one focus. It was always to, put people in the best situation for them to grow their family or to grow personally. And, and I think it's, it's paid dividends for me, uh, 17 years later, um, I, I run a pretty good business. It's that is so unlike anything you'd ever expect a real estate agent to say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, it, it's just like almost antithetical to what you would expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, how, I'm yeah, like flashing back, just wanted to say here, you know, I, we ended up, we're actually friends now with our realtor. I, I live in the Pittsburgh area, so I'm not in Canada, but um, we've become friends with with Vic, our, our real estate agent. But he, he was referred to us by uh, actually Donna, uh, Mish, uh, Donna mm -hmm. Ella. Uh, she was the CEO of a real estate organization in, in California, and she like got on the phone and worked the phones for us to find the ideal agent because we had such a horrible experience. You know, we, our first time buying, even though it was, you know, 50 years old or 49 at the time, because um, we'd lived in New York City and elsewhere. It was horrible. It was so cynical. I, I started referring to, to realtors as used house salesmen. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and there was no sense of like, this is going to be your home. It was just like, oh, I hope they hurry up and close and I can get my commission. So Vic was like a breath of fresh air. And I, and I, I'm really, I'm, I'm really moved by what you just said, because you are 
unless you're buying a second home or a rental property, you're buying a home and that's the most fundamental thing, right? That's the foundational um, thing in life. So how do you, Andrew, bring that kind of joy and, since we're talking about freedom, freedom to an industry and a business that is so competitive and fraught with stress and that kind of incentive? Yeah. Well, the the first thing that <laughs> that I did day one was I realized that there's enough business for every single agent. So I never looked at another agent as my competition. I just mm. looked at them as, okay, they have a certain group of people that they're going to serve. And I have a certain group of people that I'm going to serve and, and I'm going to connect with, resonate with, because not everyone wants to work with me. Maybe someone wants to work with someone that's, you know, more like da, 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 business and do this, do that. Whereas I knew that I was always going to attract the more empathetical type of person, the, the person who, uh, you know, is really looking to uh, create a nest, like a, a foundation for their home. And they want to trust the process. And I know that in my heart, I would never burn anyone, that I always want the best for them. So that would naturally evolve into a really good client base. I was going to do my homework. I was going to make sure that it was the best decision for them. Um, I was not going to hide any facts from them. I, in the business, you know, um, you, you come across things and, and you think that you just want to convey all the positives about a property. Right. Mm -hmm. But I have a home inspector. When I first started working with him right away, he said, Andrew, you know, how do you want me to talk to my client? I go tell them the truth. I want them to know everything. I want them to know the good with the bad so that there are no surprises. Um, and it's it's just, it's worked really, really well because there, there's a solid trust. You know, what I hear is you have a level of integrity that is clearly in, it's just the way you operate in life and you've mm -hmm. brought that to your business, right? I, I don't think everybody does that. You know, how, how, where did that come from? Where did that foundation come from? Is that something that you were always, always had, or is it something you developed? I think it was something that I always developed, but uh, I just watched my parents kind of, and, and uh, I watched how they related to, you know, their friends and, and other families and when they were doing business and they treated people like they were family. So I just knew that, okay, well, that's how you should treat people. You should treat people like family. So when I got into the business, I said, every single client I have, I'm going to treat them like my father and my mother. I would not burn my mother or my father, so I will not burn a stranger. So that's kind of um, how I looked at it. And sometimes there's a lot of stuff happening in the background and you know, I'm absorbing the, the, uh, let's say the uneasiness of, cause sometimes not every transaction is easy, mm -hmm. but I, I kind of shield my clients from the anxiety and I take that on so that they can stay calm and I can tell them, okay, this is the next step. This is the next step. And the process seems to work really well that way. The, the other thing I hear here in, in, in your 
sort of psychic foundation, if you like, is is this like an abundance mentality to use a horrid cliche. But, you know, it really struck me, uh, you know, when you said there's more than enough business for all the realtors that there are. And and I think that, that not I think if more people could really believe that uh, part of the reason we, we were so interested to have you on here is, is you know, we, Misha and I have both been freelancers right which yeah. is separate from like owning and operating a business it's like when you, you you work for yourself and you're the only employee basically right yes and it, it it's very it can be very fraught and that voice can start up in your head and say hey you know i'm out here competing with everybody and it doesn't sound like you are at all there's like other players in the space kind of a thing you know but it's not like laser tag. They're not trying to hunt you down and kill you. It's more like they're over there playing badminton and you're over here playing badminton. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that's, that's exactly how, how I look at it. So, you know, you work so hard to get a client. So the, to me, they are your, your number one thing in your life. You want to make sure that you keep them. So mm-hmm. I always have like client events. I touch base with them. I'll sponsor their their uh, children's soccer team. So even though a transaction ends uh, with a client, it's not like, you know, our relationship ends up. We're, we're constantly in communication with each other. Uh, you know, it might go from a client relationship to more of a friendship after, and I'll show up to their, their children's uh, soccer games and hockey games, sponsor their teams, invite them to client events, dinners, movies, all those type of things. So I'm always, I just, I treat people like family. And because of that, I know that they become my best partners because they go out there and start talking about me. So they kind of sell me without me having to sell me. So when I walk into the door of someone that hasn't met me, I really, I'm not nervous meeting this person because my past client has probably done a better job selling me than I could sell myself, right? So <laughs> that's... Do you, do you know what I hear, Andrew? It, it would be easy to take what you're saying and say, yeah, I'm going to take that tip and sponsor my client's kid's soccer team and and duplicate it like a manipulation. Mm-hmm. But what I hear, no, it doesn't. No. Um, Because you don't have an agenda. Your purpose is to serve. So that was the first thing that you even, even that terminology, that you use that terminology about serving your clients, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The second thing is the treating them like family. And I think that as we're talking about freedom, well, actually, I was going to answer it, but I'm going to turn it around and say, so how would you connect? <laughs> how would you connect your attitude towards clients with freedom, both your freedom and theirs? It's an interesting question. So you're, are you saying in terms of like boundaries, like kind of setting boundaries for each other or? I could be. I hadn't thought of it that way. What I'm saying is that. I hear in you a certain mm-hmm. freedom in how you experience business. Like you don't have a lot of stress around, got to get clients, got to get clients, mm-hmm. right? You no. you have this very natural freedom and you have a yes. freedom with how you be with people, right? Like you're not worried about what do they think of me? Are they going to screw me over? You're, you're, you're just yeah. like, you're open, you're emotionally open and you're... Um, 
psychologically, oh, you know what I mean? You yes. have a freedom of the way in the way you be and in the actions you take. So I got what's you. up with that? I got you. I got <laughs> how, you. how do we get now, more of that? Now, now I understand. It's because <laughs> I just, I trust the process. I know that um, I will be provided for. I, I just have a certain confidence that I will not go hungry. I will not be in a situation where I can't provide for my family, that the right clients will come along at the right time. So I never stress about it. I just don't stress about it. Uh, I used to in the beginning, I'll, I'll be honest, I was this close to quitting um, in the beginning. And the first two years were extremely rough, but I had a lot of people believe in me, you know, they, my, my broker, uh, other realtors, they're like, Andrew, just stick with it, stick with it. You're, you're going to make it. I know that you'll make it. And then, you know, eventually something broke and, and, you know, one year, two years start doubling my income. And, and I've been in the top 5% of real estate agents in terms of transactions and, and CGI ever since then. So it's, um, it, it just comes down to, understanding that I'm going to, everything is going to happen in due time and not to become anxious or pressure. Because when you start to become, you know, I got to do this, I got to do this, you can make mistakes. You can do things out of greed instead of, you know, doing the right thing because you're living in a lack kind of mindset. So I, I, I'm very careful in monitoring, monitoring my thoughts when I'm dealing with clients. So if I ever hear like, oh, you know, if a, a conversation going in my head, I hope they buy this house. I'm like, ah, but this might not be the right house for them. Why do you want them to buy this house? You know, are you feeling financial pressures? So these are the, the conversations I have with myself. And if I can't answer that question, honestly, then I'm like, no, you know, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll continue to look. Let's let's keep looking. And. Um, that's kind of how, how I get to these situations is I just believe that um, I'm never going to be in a, a lack sort of situation. So you're sort of monitoring that internal monologue, right? All the time. And, and gently the kind of steering, you know, little Andrew back to like big Andrew's path, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Interesting. Yes. That, that, you said it perfectly. That's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly it. Exactly. Was there, you said it used to be different. Is yes. it, Was it a transition or was there an event? Was there something that shifted your thinking or did oh, that oh, oh, just okay. kind of so, grow? I'm so happy you asked that question. It was an event. It was. And like I said, I was very, very close to, to quitting. And uh, there was a gentleman who was selling his house and he was interviewing, I think, seven agents to sell his house in, in Toronto. And somehow I got, uh, you know, to interview with him. I don't even I don't even remember how it came about, but he was interviewing some really big agents. I knew the names of the agents. I was like, oh, man, like this. I'm probably not going to get this listing, you know? So I just said kind of to heck with it. I'm going to go in there and I'm just going to be myself. I went into his house and he was so certain that he was going to pick another agent that his wife wasn't even at the house at the time. She was out shopping because he, he was fully prepared to say, oh, Andrew, we've gone with someone else. Well, I sat down with him at the table and we started talking about like my marketing strategy and what I would do and this and that. We just started talking. 
And he stopped me about 15 minutes into my presentation. He said, stop. And he got on the phone. I'll never forget. He called his wife, Olivia, and said, you got to get home right now and you got to meet this young man. So she came home and we started talking again. And 20, 30 minutes later, he said, Andrew, you have our listing. And I'll never forget it. I've never, I sat there and I was like, oh my God, leave the house now before you screw something up, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all totally relate yeah. to that. Yeah. You know, so he, he said, you have the listing. He said, I'm going to call the other agents and let them know that we're going with you. And I remember he made the calls in front of me. And they were mad, like they were really, really mad at that. But I remember walking to my car after he signed the paperwork. And that was the moment that I realized that I could, I could, I could make it in this industry because people could see me for who I am mm. and not necessarily as, you know, someone who is like, just an ultra competitive person, but I really, my, my sole purpose is just to take care of you. That's why I'm in this industry. My job is to make you feel special and to make the process smooth. And that is it. That is, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, knowing you as I do, I think that it's not like you came up with that again as some kind of strategy or no. manipulation for how to deal with clients, but it's no. how you are with everybody. Yeah, yeah. In every area of life. Yeah. So the so if I'm if I'm looking for the freedom takeaway, right? Mm -hmm. um, I hear two things. One is to be true to yourself. Right. Mm. It always comes down to that, doesn't mm. it? Always. Mm. Always. You know, it's like you didn't go in competing with these people on experience or on whatever they do. You didn't have what they had. You had you. Yes. And I think that's one of the most, if not the most freeing thing we can do in our lives. It absolutely is. Is it's to be true to ourselves. It, yeah. 100%. Because I, I now – I help a lot of new agents who get into this business. So I'll constantly tell them, you know, okay, you, you're gonna, there's different ways to approach this business and to build a business. You know, you can be like that or like that, but what you want to do is you want to kind of find a foundation and be yourself in that foundation. You're going to be very unique uh, in your own self. You don't try to copy this person exactly. You mm -hmm. have to be authentic. Uh, mm. Or people will smell it. They'll just feel that something's wrong. You could say everything right in that in that meeting, but they'll just sense something is off because you're not being yourself. Just be yourself and let the chips fall where they may, you know, and, and you know, what's, gr what's great about what you're saying is that we can we can extrapolate and, and use that anywhere in life. Oh, right? for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. the, the other thing I, I heard, which is, it's funny, you know, before you, when you, so when Andrew joined the show, he was on his phone and we asked him to switch to a laptop, which is working out real nice uh, for the sound. Um, and uh, Toby, our sound engineer said, oh, what a charismatic guy. And I said, yeah, I think it's partly because he's so present. And I hear that now very much in the way you work. Your attention is very much on your client. And once in a while, 
little Andrew voice speaks up. And then because your attention is on your client so much, it's pretty easy to manage that little voice, right? It, 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 you just, it, you're all about them. And so you're really present with them, you know? It is, it is 100%. And I think it's something that I, my empathy is something that comes naturally. I think I've always mm. been able to uh, feel another person's energy. So I can tell if something's a li- like if someone's nervous in the process, right? I can sense it. And then I know, okay, I need to kind of make them feel happy. So let's ask questions and, and get the the reasons why they're nervous out and we can discuss it. And then once those things come out, all of a sudden, you know, there's like, you can see them light up. So these are things that, that I do naturally uh, in my business and in dealing with people. Mm. So I I just got another takeaway for myself. So what I also hear then is you don't step over things. So mostly when we're dealing with people and, and, even friends and family, but in particular, people we don't know well, is if somebody is in a bad mood, if they're angry or whatever so-called negative emotion they're experiencing, we just avoid that, ignore it. We don't address it. And what you're saying is such great advice, really, again, anywhere, is that you don't step over it, right? So if you can hear, I love that. If you hear somebody's anxious, you start asking questions and, and yeah. so you can address that anxiety. For sure. I and mean, yeah, it's great. I, I, no, no, it, it, you're absolutely right. And I make sure to phrase the questions in a way not to make them feel funny, right? So if someone's nervous, I'll, I'll kind of give them a runway in a sense where I'll say, I sense a little nervousness and I completely understand because this is say your first home. If you weren't nervous, I wouldn't think you're human. You know, (laughs) what are the things that, that you're anxious about? And then, you know, okay. They feel like, okay, I'm not the only one that's nervous. Okay. Other people are nervous. I can feel free to discuss this right now, you know, and then they let it out because if you, if you like say it in a certain way, then they might pull back and and Mm -hmm. feel like, okay, you know, but once they feel, you know, okay, this is a, this is normal. Nervousness is normal. Mm-hmm. Uneasiness, uncertainty in your decision is normal. And you start discussing it and you go through the checklist that they said they want in their homes. And, and then all of a sudden they just light up because they realize, okay, this isn't me not being in the right home. This is just uneasiness, you know, and they feel better about the decisions they're about to make. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It is, uh, yeah. yeah. It's it's great. Here's a great transition into I was our. Say, uh, what a great <laughs> it is a great segue, right? Into our million dollar question, right? So if you are in fact buying a first home or any home, yes, or even thinking about doing the same, or, or have even, done in the past, right? Yes. Um, what actions could people take, or action? What step could people take in order to experience being just? more free a week from now? Well, that's, that's a great question, especially in this market where, you know, prices are are going through the roof. Um, One of the things you might want to explore, not a lot of people know about it is that you can borrow your RSPs against your RSPs as, as a down payment. You know, Um, there are certain things that, that you can do 
to put yourself ahead, you just have to start asking the right questions. Now, if you're in a situation where, you know, say you don't make enough money to purchase a home on your own, it might be something that you want to explore in terms of finding a partner, a friend that might be in this in a similar situation that they, they want to purchase a home, but they don't qualify based on their income. They don't have enough of a down payment, but you, both of you together might be able to do it. And that's how you can get into the real estate market. I just find that if you start asking questions and looking into, you will put yourself 5% ahead if mm -hmm. you just ask the question. And, and, and just to quickly here, just to clarify something. <laughs> so RSP, for those uh, listeners outside of Canada, Retirement Savings Plan, I'm yes, guessing? Yes, like, yeah. absolutely. So, and there's a similar thing in the US, right, which is the 401k, yes. and you can use that exactly. to buy your, your primary home. You can't yeah. buy like a, a holiday home or anything like that, but, but your primary dwelling. Thank you. Um, and and I, I want to say this. So, again, looking at an actionable step to be just 5% more free. So here's what I hear. We often think, well, I just can't, right? Mm -hmm. I can't afford a house, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that's not even a possibility. And we don't ask questions. So what I love about what you said is just the act of asking questions. That's what ask I heard. outrageous questions. Yeah. You know, ask unusual yeah. questions. Yeah. Use your 100%. imagination. 100%. Even ask people what questions to ask. That is that's exactly it. I think a lot of us just give up on on mm -hmm. the process and we're afraid to ask questions because we don't want to look dumb or mm. but no, you know what? Just ask the questions and you'd be amazed at how many people will step up with information or might be able to even help you in the process. Mm. Uh, I've seen parents step up for their children in terms of helping them with their down payment. They were afraid to, they didn't think that that was possible, but then their parents do certain. So there's all types of things to explore, you know, as long as you set it in your mind that, okay, I want to do this and I'm going to explore it. I'm going to read about it. I'm going to ask questions. You will be 5% ahead, mm. probably more than 5% ahead by just doing that. Mm. You had made a suggestion when you and I talked to, um, before this podcast, you mm -hmm. made a, a really great suggestion that, again, for me, falls into this sort of using your imagination, thinking outside the box. And you talked about location, Oh. Big surprise, real estate, location, location, location. So could you speak to that about, you know, y you mentioned both, well, I'll let you sp speak no, no, and then no, I'll ask no, any no, more no, questions. I, I remember yeah. that conversation quite well yeah. because it's something that we are in a very unique time in history. You know, we have the ability, most of us, to work remotely. Okay. So you might be living in a home that's worth a million or a million and a half dollars. Now, you don't have to live in the city because you can work remotely, right? You might be able to move an hour or two hours out of the city, sell your home, purchase another property for $500,000, and you freed up all this liquidity to put into, say, projects that you wanted to to do all your life or you'd say you wanted to travel more just you know just there there's there's so many opportunities now because we have the ability to work remotely that we don't have to stay in the same location mm. 
I remember the other thing you had said, which really strikes me now as, mm-hmm. as wow, talk about exponentially building on your freedom, is that um, is freeing up that those assets also means you can maybe make a transition to a career or business that you, you have thought of and didn't think that was possible. You know, we get Absolutely. so stuck in a mindset of, you know, I've got this house, I need this job. You know, but that like wow, there's there's a whole other world of possibility once you start. There's so many possibilities. And yeah. the the funny thing is, we always feel like we're the only person that are we're thinking, you know, that same question that's running through our mind. But everything that you're thinking of, somebody else has thought of, and it's somewhere in a book, or someone has experienced it, or someone is experiencing it right now. So you want to just speak up and, and ask questions. If you know someone that recently did that, ask them, how did they do that? What did they do? You know, so these are things that uh, I'm trying to get people to open their minds because I think we we get stuck in a box, you know, with our thinking. And, um, you know, the whole world is our economy now. It's not just our, our block anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, the whole world is our economy. Mm-hmm. We can work from any, you can work from Vietnam, you can work from anywhere in the world if you have the ability to work remotely. So, you know, you don't have to tie yourself to really anything. You can explore. Hmm. Well, seems like a fantastic note to <laughs> end on, right? Uh, it uh, does. I, uh, um, do you want to tell people where they can reach you, or I know I, know I yes, have the details you, here well, as well. You uh, you can you, wanna... you can go to my uh, my Facebook page, which is Andrew at the Andrew Reed Team. That's my actual uh, personal website, Andrew at the Andrew Reed Team. Uh, .ca. Uh, you can reach out there. You, my personal cell phone number is 416-688-3788. I work the GTA area. Uh, you can call me with any questions. You can email me from my website. I have my, uh, my email addresses there as well. So um, lots of ways to get in touch with me. I'm not hiding. And, and I see here the Andrew Reed team also on yes. Facebook and Instagram. Uh, yes. So you're, you're, you're ubiquitous. You're all over. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't we all? Wow. Uh, it's such a pleasure. It's always such a pleasure yes. being with you, speaking to you. And I yes. always, I feel like whenever I speak to you, or even just I'm in your space, um, I expand. Uh, I, I, so thank I want to thank you because honestly, the feeling is very mutual. It takes two to tango, right? So we, I think we're pulling a lot from each other because I feel open. I feel very comfortable in the environment to talk about whatever it is that uh, I want to talk about, you know, so I want to thank you as well. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Andrew. And thank you everybody for joining us on the How to Be Free podcast. Uh We'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now.